This is Talking Aerospace Today, a podcast for the aerospace and defense industry, a place that brings the promise of tomorrow's technology to the ears of our listeners today. And I'm your host, Scott Salzweedle. Welcome to episode one of our new five-part series, Driving Innovation Through Digital Transformation. We are experiencing unprecedented innovation in the A&D industry these days. There's just so much to talk about, from space missions, supersonic travel, urban air mobility, such as the EV toll aircraft, We're seeing breakthroughs in composites and additive manufacturing. Augmented and virtual reality are now part of the factory floor. Electrification is a huge deal. The list just goes on and on. Today in our first podcast, we'll take a quick look back at the early days of aerospace, the first wave of innovation. And then we'll fast forward to the present to discuss our current wave of innovation. We'll be taking a closer look at some of the technologies fueling innovation today. We're talking about the digital transformation here, folks. More on that later. I'm pleased to introduce Dale Tutt, Vice President of Aerospace and Defense at Siemens Digital Industry Software. Dale is the go-to guy for all things aerospace and defense. Welcome, Dale. Thanks for stopping by today. Hey, thanks, Scott. I'm more than happy to be here today and really looking forward to our discussion. Great. Uh, So a little bit more about Dale. Dale has over 30 years experience in engineering design, development, and program leadership within the aerospace industry. He specializes in building highly effective cross-functional teams to achieve complex operations when building today's aircraft. Before Siemens, Dale worked at the Spaceship Company, which is now part of Virgin Galactic, Techstar Aviation, and Bombardier Aerospace. All right, Dale, let's dive into our first episode. It only makes sense that we go back to the early days when modern aerospace was first invented. You know, definitely, Scott. I, we've had aviation for more than 100 years, and the first wave of, of aviation innovation really started with Samuel Pierpont Langley and the Wright brothers. You know, Langley is often considered the father of aviation. He introduced a steam-powered unmanned aerodrome roughly in 1896. He's also the uh, the inventor of the ailerons, and, and he brought that technology. Prior to that, the Wright brothers had used wing warping. But aviation innovation itself, as we know, it really started with the Wright brothers. Orville Wright once said, if we worked on the assumption that what is accepted as true really is true, then there would be little hope for advance. This is really at the heart of innovation. Working out of their bicycle shop, they first flew in 1903. It's hard to believe it's been 117 years since that first flight. And when I look back in history, and I look at what I think is one of the heydays of aviation, the 1920s was a period of significant innovation. There were aircraft companies starting everywhere, little startups everywhere. And there were competitions to help foster innovation within aviation. In 1925, three men started Travel Air Manufacturing Company in Wichita, Kansas. Clyde Cessna, Walter Beach, and Lloyd Stearman. Now, the company itself only lasted a few years, but these three giants in aviation went on to found their own airplane companies after that. Cessna Aircraft, Beechcraft, and Stearman, which eventually merged with Boeing. Exactly. And today, in our current wave of innovation, you have hundreds of companies working in this new era of what's called urban air mobility. Just like in the 1920s, there are dozens of companies trying to be first, 
Dale, how will this new wave of urban air mobility change the future? I think about it. It's, it's actually, and it's like hundreds of companies. And when you think about all of the innovation out there, it really reminds me, as I said earlier, about the 1920s and all of these companies, whether it's uh, supersonic business jets, supersonic airliners, small startup companies working on these projects. You have companies working on electric propulsion for regional aircraft and for airliners. Airbus recently announced the development of hydrogen propulsion systems for their aircraft. We're seeing this emergence of electric and hydrogen propulsion. The 2030s might be the decade of electric aircraft, and then the 2040s might be the decade of hydrogen-powered aircraft. You're also seeing all this innovation in these electric vertical takeoff and lift aircraft, or as we like to say, urban air taxis. There's hundreds of companies out there working, and they're innovating, and they're bringing fresh ideas to the marketplace, big and small companies all involved with it, just like back in the 1920s. Some of it is it generates excitement because people can see themselves, you know, and changing their and how it can change their life. You see companies like uh, Uber working uh, on air taxis and you see all these companies working on these personal air vehicles. So, you know, think about it. You can uh, take off from your home. You can fly to where you work. You can recharge for the day and then you can fly home again. And this is all being done in a uh, autonomous air taxi so that you're able to relax on your short flight to work instead of your hour-long commute on the freeway. And so these companies, they're, they're, there's a huge business case to develop air taxis. You go to places like Los Angeles or Dallas or big cities all over the world where they're looking to unlock the gridlock and replace it with the freedom and flexibility of air taxis saving to people time and money. All of a sudden now, instead of hour-long commutes on the road, you're now talking minute-long commutes, you know, tens of minutes-long you know, commutes. And so there's a lot of interest from a lot of people. It will really change the face of our mobility all around the world. Let's talk present day to near future. It seems electric vertical takeoff, the EV toll that you've already referred to, these aircraft are very hot right now. What are some of the challenges EV toll startups are facing? Yeah, so these are much different design vehicles than what we have today. And so as they're designing these things, there's challenges around their aerodynamics, the design of the rotor systems, the structures to make them very lightweight structures. There's thermal challenges because they have all these electrical systems and and the design of your batteries and, and how you're going to have enough power for these air taxis. There's complex systems, there's lots of software, and there's electrical systems. And, you know, even though we're talking about this in the context of urban air mobility, there's really a lot of similarity to a lot of our other aircraft challenges out there as well. That, you know, from a technical standpoint, you know, you're seeing more electrical aircraft, you're seeing more software, you're seeing new demand for lightweight structures and more efficient aerodynamics. And so, so some of the things that we'll be talking about with urban air mobility apply to everything that we, we do today. And similarly, these companies face the same trends and complexities that the aerospace and defense industry as a whole faces. These companies that are working on these eVTOL aircraft they face the same pressures to reduce cost and schedule. They need to get to market faster. They need to be good stewards of their investors' money. And they need to be able to manage their programs effectively and, and obtain the technical performance that they need. 
we're seeing this, you know, continual increased program complexity and integration, especially with all the electrical systems and the software. And then in general, we're just seeing an increased electrification as companies look at these new electrical propulsion systems, as well as look at ways to improve the overall reliability and maintainability of their products. Well, how do these EV toll companies survive and even thrive in the face of so much complexity today? I, I would imagine cost and budget are a huge concern. And we talk about Siemens Accelerator as a means to help companies with their digital transformation. Does that apply here as well? Absolutely. I think, you know, the Accelerator portfolio it really brings together all the services, the software, the solutions, the cloud applications. It brings all of our solutions together in a single portfolio. And it's really about embracing digital transformation for these companies. It scales to any size of company or any size of program to really enable those programs, those companies to, to have, you know, full digital transformation. And then as they grow, as a company grows, as a program grows, it scales up with them. So you can continue building on the foundation of digital transformation that you started. And what's this based on? It's based on having the comprehensive digital twin and digital threads, this very rich, robust understanding of your, how your product and your production processes work. And once you have that understanding, you're now able to reduce the risk of your designs or your production processes as you go forward. We also bring in personalized and adaptable solutions using rapid application development. So for competitive advantage, you need to be able to develop and personalize these solutions faster than the next guy. And so we bring that in as part of our accelerator solution. And then finally, you have to be able to operate in this flexible and open ecosystem to really be able to incorporate the latest technology. So the technology is happening so fast. The innovations are happening so fast that to gain true competitive advantage, you have to be able to incorporate it easily in a very flexible and open solution. So when we combine all of these approaches, this really helps speed innovation. And it's, it's really a key element of your digital engineering strategy as you seek to go faster. And when we talk about Siemens' digital engineering strategy, I think of the digital thread of program execution, excellence, and innovation. When we talk about the accelerator portfolio in the context of aerospace and defense companies, and it's really about how do we help them with program execution excellence? How do we help them go faster? So when we think program execution excellence, it's about developing and certifying products faster with less risk. It's about accelerating your production ramp-ups. It's about improving your product support and being able to provide superior customer support to your customers and reduce their operational costs. And the value to the customers is that you're to our customers is that they get to market faster with higher performing products. We bring this out in, in a number of what we call A&D industry digital thread solutions, things like integrated program planning execution, which helps support companies with their program management or our product engineering solutions or our, our manufacturing solutions. And so we've organized these solutions in the context of helping companies go faster be more productive, be more innovative. You know, Dale, it feels like we're just getting started and I'm afraid we've run out of time. But listeners, there are four more episodes planned. So really, we're just getting started. Dale, can you share with our listeners the upcoming topics of our innovation series? Yeah, absolutely, Scott. And innovation is really something I'm passionate about. I, I can't wait to jump into these upcoming episodes. Uh, we're going to have some good discussions 
And we've brought several experts in to help with these discussions. So in the next episode, we're going to talk about aerodynamics design with Darrell Rittenberg. And he's going to bring uh, some of his experience and some of his background into how companies are solving the riddle of the aerodynamics design for their rotor development, for the actual just aerodynamics to get the performance that they need of the uh, aircraft itself. And then episode three, we're going to talk about power density and thermal management with Thierry Obrex. And, and he's going to talk about some of the challenges that as you have these electrical systems on the airplane, you have you know, these huge needs for electrical power. How do you manage the thermal uh, heating on the systems as well as the overall power density of your uh, batteries? After that, uh, a subject that I really always enjoy talking about is we're going to talk about structural design using composites and additive manufacturing. And that'll be episode four. And we brought uh, John Connor, one of our experts in this area of our uh, composites and uh, manufacturing solutions. We'll talk about how we make aircraft structures lighter, how we make them easier to build, and how we make them more efficient. And then finally, in episode five, we're going to talk about the E and the EVTOL, the electrical system design. We'll bring in Tony Nicoli, and he'll talk about how companies are solving the challenges of their complex electrical systems design uh, as they uh, go through their design development and certification processes. And so really pleased to be talking about all these subjects, and uh, we're pleased to have uh, these experts joining us on these episodes as we go forward. Yeah, it sounds great. I'm really looking forward to it. So I think what we've learned here today in, in this short period of time is that Siemens Aerospace and Defense is ahead of the curve when it comes to innovation. It's it's it just surprises me just what we're doing nowadays. You know, we're bringing the technology of tomorrow to our customers today in, in a number of very real and proven ways. So thank you for visiting, Dale. It's my sincere thanks to you. Hey, no problem, Scott. And uh, thanks for having me today. And I'm really looking forward to the, uh, the upcoming uh, series of podcasts. And of course, I'd like to extend my deepest thanks to our listeners. I'm glad you tuned into this podcast. Thank you, listeners. At the top of the show, I mentioned this is a five-part series. If you enjoyed this episode and you don't want to miss an upcoming episode, please subscribe to Talking Aerospace today on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you go to get your favorite podcast. That way you won't miss a single episode. You can also check out the links in this podcast description. My name is Scott Salzweedle, and this is Siemens Talking Aerospace Today. I hope you'll join us again for our next podcast. Until then, bye for now. <laughs>